0: Welcome to the Aspen Chapel podcast with me, Nicholas Veazey. Fantastic. So this is the last in a series of talks that I'm doing on the nature of community. And it's uh, fantastic to be here. Um, We come together, I think, uh, at the Aspen Chapel because of our shared values. And I think we come together um, out of a desire to see this world be a better place. And for me, community is about participating in the evolution of consciousness. It may sound very grand, but that's what I feel it's about. It's about participating in the evolution of consciousness by us making our own individual and corporate loving response to the world. Here at the chapel, you know, part of our, our core understandings is we believe in the unitive nature of all things. We believe in our interdependence as individuals, as corporations, and as items in the planet. Uh, We believe in the need for responsible global citizenship in a world that's fraught with divisions. And the way that we do that here is through our commitment to personal transformation. That's how, how we do it here. We feel we are called called by the universe or the ground of being or whatever you like to call God into a more intimate relationship. Uh, Like a lover, we are invited to participate and that invitation comes through a meeting of hearts. By our heart opening and the, the open heart of the universe, the two call each other and we have to be open to really hearing the universe, what it's saying to us, and to hear that joy and to feel the joy of calling. I mentioned last week that lovely quote from Scott Peck, the community, which we're trying to talk about here, means a group of individuals who've learned to communicate honestly with each other, whose relationship goes deeper than their masks of composure, and have developed some significant commitment to rejoice together, to mourn together, to delight in each other, and to think of each other as we think of ourselves. That's really an amazing idea about community. And Our slogan here at the chapel has been, for a number of years, a spiritual home for everyone. And I think that's our, our starting point here. And being a spiritual home for everyone, our foundation is not about belief. It's about that presence that I spoke about a couple of weeks ago. When we come together, we recognise the presence that we share here in community. It's like coming together and sharing truth, or, or that's what it should be. It's the presence where we're willing to be with each other and we're open to sharing all that's within us and outside us, getting beyond those marks of composure. It's sharing that 360 degree awareness that includes everything that we're conscious of, everything that's out there, everything that's in here, in the present moment that includes all time past and all time future. We're contained by the dimension of time in the present moment. We're contained by time, not at the effect of it, Sharing this experience of presence, I think, is the basic foundation of community. We come together to share this present moment, our true home. And we share that with each other when we're with each other. And this present moment is not just a series of nows that we try to to capture, one after the other. It is a present moment that contains all time past and contains all time future. We exist in a sphere of consciousness that contains what Einstein refers to as the fourth dimension. It contains time. To live in this eternal present is to be enlightened. We're here in the three dimensions and true presence opens to us to that fourth dimension. Not a point in time, but a special dimension that includes the fullness of time but you know it's not always possible to be enlightened all the time and so you know you have to have sort of a safety nets as community and our safety nets really you know they include being respectful to each other you know it includes being non-judgmental it includes sharing what we have and it includes being forgiving and that's what we try and do you know that's our basis but I thought it would be great just to think about, you know, what the community of the Aspen Chapel, what it might look like for us here, um, if we really did include all those things. At the moment, what it looks like is we come together once a week, either in person or, or, or online. It means we come together for occasional courses. We turn up to musical events. We turn up to art shows. Uh, we turn up to meditation and all that sort of business. We might turn up to help in some way uh, on a committee or, or doing the garden, which we did last week. And if you're interested in doing gardening, we're doing it this week after the service as well. Um, and this is the way, I think, at the moment that we come together. We assent to the values that the chapel espouses. You know, we come and say, yeah, good thing. I, totally, yeah, I agree with that. That's, that's an okay thing. And we jog along together, I think being nice as possible to each other, as our minds and our attitudes allow us to be. But, you know, I think we could do a lot more than that. You know, we have this beautiful building right at the entrance of Aspen. It'd be wonderful if we could welcome more people. You know, wouldn't it be great if there was a coffee house downstairs where people could come in and meet, you know, a bit like the spring cafe with knobs on. You know, we have a parking lot. You don't have to worry about parking. We can park 60, 80 cars out here. People can just come in. It's much easier than going into Aspen to come in and park out here. You know, what could be nicer? And when people come in, they could be welcomed by cool, friendly staff who really might want to be here and be around it. You know, there could be courses advertised and available throughout the week, a yoga and meditation studio, a bit like, Aspen Shakti, again, but with knobs on. Um, do you have that expression, with knobs on, in America? No. I, I tell you, I, I'll explain what with knobs on means. It means, you know, if you get a... wars a car, man. If you get an E-type Jaguar with knobs on, it means with all the extras, you know, it has air conditioning, it has windows that go up and down. So, you know, if you had a sanctuary with knobs on you'd have all the actual bits you know we'd have a movie you know actually we've got a sanctuary with knobs on we've got a broadcast network we've got lights we've got cameras we've got action so that's with knobs on so that, you know just uh i have to sometimes wonder about it, you know you know different light it is different yeah bells and, bells and whistles yeah of course bells and, in england it's knobs on you know i I have great difficulty you know sometimes in my language you know try to describe what the word i I was talking to someone i just moved home about a lavatory the other he just didn't understand what i was talking about (laughs) and he thought i meant the basin so he, he, he unplunged the basin and he said oh you mean the toilet so anyway never mind anyway so i digress so I see, anyway, I'm giving you an idea of what the chapel could look like. Café downstairs, we've got, you know, the car park full, courses going on. I see two or three weekly gatherings here in the sanctuary, each with its own different flavour. Maybe a satsang one day or a sangha the next and small groups meeting in rooms throughout the day, book groups, discussion groups, practice groups. Again, you know, like True Nature with knobs on. that, That sort of thing. I see offices that... You know, not only look towards what's happening in the building, but also reach out into the community to help those in need, signposting around issues around like homelessness or mental health or benefit applications. So important, you know, helping people with benefit applications these days or signposting them where to go. You know, I'm not a lawyer, but I do know that, you know, the humanity building up the road will help you. And we can signpost that, but we're not doing help with the judicial system. You know, there's a great charity that we're thinking of getting involved with, called um, uh, where you go along with children who are going through the judicial system, and you just are with them because they've got nowhere else to be with them except their lawyers. You know, things like that. Healthcare, helping with that. This should be a place that people come to when they need help, and we should be able to give that help. There should be counselling rooms legal aid, or maybe just a hearing ear. I see this building staffed by a community of like-minded people who feel called to be part of a happening place. I see monthly community meetings, cookouts, campouts, music, dance, arts and theatre. I see young people, old people, and children making their contribution and enjoying the space around here. I also see, quite frankly, this space transformed. You know, if you get onto true nature, you know, there's a beauty around all the little things that are there and, you know, the carvings, the labyrinths, the work studios, the, the cafes, the shops. And I think we could do a bit of that here, quite frankly. I mean, the sanctuary, yes, is beautiful, But I think we could be really creative about what goes around it and the garden and how people are invited into that. You know, I'm talking about an upgrade of everything that we do here. And I think that, you know, it's needed and it's time for that to happen based upon the wisdom, everything, all of it based upon the wisdom inherent in the presence that we share together motivated by a desire for others also to share in this presence. To share in this presence. And that means not hiding that presence in sort of small groups that come together unannounced outside our our small community, but by creating an environment so attractive and interesting that people want to come and be around it. At the moment, who we are and what we are doesn't really represent the amazingness of the consciousness and presence that we share. And sometimes is a bit of an example of that. I mean, that is the sort of excitement and, you know, creativity that I would like to see around this place. I'd like to see this chapel full of people wanting that sort of presence and excitement. That presence which goes beyond time and space has to break out of the space that we are currently inhabiting and we had to create a new, and we had to create a more vibrant space. We can be so much more, because I think we've got so much going for us. You know, we have each other, we have, we have the wisdom of the ages. We have art, we have music, we have this wonderful building in this wonderful space. We have, we have a broadcast capability, and we can reach way beyond the valley. I'd like to see a group of people coming together because they're excited about their spiritual practice and wanting to share that spiritual practice with others. That's why I want to see people coming together here. Wanting to build on what we have, enjoying each other's company, of sharing our homes and our families with each other. So we do communicate honestly and you know our relationships go deeper than the masks of our Composure, and we develop the ability to rejoice together and to mourn together. A true community of people who are proud to say that they are part of all of this and that they want to share a way of life with others. Not just assenting to values. That's so boring. Yes, I agree. That doesn't get us anywhere except agreement. What gets us somewhere is embodying values, embodying them, being the change that we want to see, being open, kind, friendly, forgiving, welcoming, generous, conscious, caring, loving, ecologically aware and determined to make this world better from us being here, individually and corporately. Now, you know, I've perennially bored people with the mission statement of the chapel and I'm going to do it again because actually it does state all these things. It says that this is what we're supposed to do. It says, Take a setting provided by nature offering the essence of spirituality in environment. Erect here architecture to evoke the functioning of the concept of engaging religious faith in conversation with the world. To this place gather to lively encounter leaders of religious thought, to redefine spiritual values, to question, to seek relevant answers to a spiritual troubled world. To seek relevant answers to a troubled world. Here, create a national global ecumenical center for seminars and dialogues on theological concerns of contemporary society. It is a testament to remind people in Aspen and the Valley that there there is foremost a spiritual dimension to our existence. That's what we're here for, to remind people that there is a spiritual dimension to our existence. It is a center, it says, for retreats, for meditation, for special worship services open to all, for musical presentations, for exhibits of art and literature and any other effort seeking paths leading to brotherhood and peace. This is the Aspen Chapel. That's the mission, and that is a pretty cool mission statement. And we are actually still in the breach of that mission statement. We're there with it. But, you know, we could be a lot more there with it than the 35 people sitting here at the moment and the 200 people watching online. I'm very grateful they are watching online. But we could be so much more this is what we should be aiming at and it's around this mission that we should assemble a group of like-minded people who are determined to do their best they can to realise this vision for the 21st century. And we are beginning that. You know, we're, we're doing that. You know, we, every, every, every generation looks at that mission statement and, and does it in a different way and we have an opportunity to do it in a different way and we're starting. I mean, Just to see what's going on in the summer, you know, this this month, uh, next month in July, again, we've got the the monks coming from Tibet. And how exciting, they're going to be building their mandala right in this building. They're going to do a service on July the 17th. I'm practicing. They're doing all that. And Goshi Goshi Lopsin Tenzing is going to come and do the talk on that day. And then right after that, we're going to have our reception and then go downstairs and then come up and then we're going to have the opening ceremony for the mandala. And we've decided they're going to do the mandala this time on the issue of conflict resolution. Because that's what we need in our world. So the mandala is specifically going to be about conflict resolution. So they're going to be coming. They'll be here for a week. There'll be meditation every morning, and then there'll be a closing ceremony on the Thursday. I mean, how exciting is that? And then in the uh, autumn, in the fall, sorry, I should get my language right here. In the fall, we are going to be joining up with Lead With Love. We're going to be forming together a, a community with Lead With Love, and we're going to be doing an event called Thursday Satsang. And every Thursday night, uh, for eight weeks from the 29th of September, uh, we're going to be meeting here between 5 and 6.30. It's going to be a joint Lead with Love Aspen Chapel event, and it's going to be run by myself and Heather and Nicole Lindstrom, uh, who's going to be representing Lead with Love, and Anne White. And we're going to talk about the nature of practice. It's going to be an intentional community going across the generations of Aspen, looking at how we develop our practice and we're looking at developing a, a long-term relationship with uh, uh, lead with love and I think that's perfect for us our values are very similar um, Gina Murdoch is away at the moment coming back in January she's going to join in with that uh, over that period of time and then in September myself and Heather are going to start leading services together again Heather is going to be doing some contemplative work we've got Bill Redfield coming to speak and you know I'm really hoping that we're going to really start to take off in these different areas by new people coming into the chapel and new people just sort of getting more involved. You know, in 2019, we celebrated our 50th 50th anniversary. And, you know, on that that service there, there were 200 people in this room when we celebrated it. It was packed to the gunnels. And it it was packed to the gunnels. Our average, you know, coming in here on a Sunday was 100. And then COVID hit, and literally we fell off a cliff. You know, it went boom, down like that. We now have a chance to rebuild what we had better and more relevant to our community. And I hope you feel that you might want to belong to that. You know, I said a few weeks ago that belonging, the entomology of the word belong comes from the German word Gehoren. Gehoren is the German word. And when you split Gehoren up, what you get is Geh, which notes together, and Horen, which means to hear. So to belong is to hear together. When you hear, when you resonate with something, you feel that you belong. And our community is one that hears together. And that denotes belonging. And I want to suggest that there is a belonging here at the chapel, whether that be around hearing the music, hearing the art, hearing, you know, roots you. I, I've said this before, but, I, I, you know, once I've been here eight years, you're going to hear these stories again. But when I, when I was um, being ordained, you have to go off and do a um, sort of. A, 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 internship really in a church for two months you, know, you have to go and learn what it's like to be in a church you're a placement and i decided i always use japanese incense and i decided i would do my my placement in kyoto in japan so i i wrote to the bishop of kyoto and said look can i come and do a placement with you and and the theological said you're not going to kyoto that's far too far away it's much too expensive and you can go to surrey Anyway, so I thought nothing of it. But then the Bishop of Japan wrote to my theological college and formally invited me to come and visit his diocese. So I went up to Kyoto. And I learned a lot about incense. And funny enough, in, 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 in Japan, you don't smell incense. The word that you use is you listen to it. You listen. That's the actual word the Japanese use. And again, listening... It's it's so important that idea of belonging. If you think about listening, when you, your ears—that's how you get your balance in life. You get your balance and you get your direction. Think of, of whales and things like that. You get your direction from listening, from hearing. And what we're saying here is that if you resonate to what we say at the chapel, that is the nature of belonging. There is wisdom and a beingness that we hear together that denotes our belonging. I want you to feel that you belong, that you are part of this community as much as I am, because you can hear and resonate what is being said around you. Not because you've signed up to some belief or other, or that you're on some roll of names, but because you hear what we're about and that you choose to share your presence with us. There is no greater gift that you can give than your presence. That's why, you know, I don't know if you, yeah, I'm, the, the uh, Platinum Jubilee has been on my mind a little bit recently. And when you when you when you when you're told, and not that I've done this, when you when you're invited to go and meet the Queen, uh, there's a whole rigmarole of protocol that you have to to do, because you you're what's called you come into the presence. That's how they refer it. When you come into Her Majesty's presence, and you get a sense of it, you're not allowed to turn your back on her. You have to sort of all this sort of business. But you come into the presence and that sort of gives the idea of what presence means and, and how presence uh, comes about. And I think you know, that's an amazing thing. Your presence is all that qualifies you to belong here. Your sharing of your presence is what qualifies. And I want people to feel that they belong to this community, that they're proud of it and they want to share that presence that's created here with others this should be this should be fun this should be creative this should be instructive it should be infectious it should be joyful it should be loving it should be vibrant it should be all those words and really you know that's what we're about this year creating this in this building if you've got any ideas we have a bit of a conversation but afterwards but if you've got any ideas i'd be very interested in hearing what they do and we have thanks for listening. If you feel moved to make a donation to the chapel, please go to aspenchapel.org. Thank you, and if you'd like to receive these podcasts regularly, subscribe to the Aspen Chapel through Apple, Google Play, YouTube, or any other outlet.